And welcome to episode six of Layeth the Pod Down, unofficially the number one podcast of Friday Night Smackdown. So, welcome back. It's been a few weeks off. We didn't even get to do the WrestleMania Day 2 review. What happened? Can't remember, apart from the unbelievable triple threat at the end with Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan and Edge, of which there's now only one left standing, which we, which we will get on later. What else have we seen? Edge and Sasha Banks have disappeared. No explanation. Um quite worried about that edge you always worry for don't you sasha banks i think she's probably taking a long break and i'm still after wrestlemania trying to work out what is the difference between a box shaped structure and an actual box something that i've been pondering for the past three weeks so it's been a few weeks off let's get started straight into it let's do a big review of last friday's smackdown or otherwise known as throwback smackdown i suppose the first thing we have to ask is what does throwback smackdown actually mean they advertised it throwback smackdown maybe naive of myself i got very excited thinking we would have all guests all matches recreations um basically hoping the rock would turn up absolutely nothing it turns out the only thing that changed was the graphics for the match cards um, which obviously has no impact. And thankfully, the commentators, yes, the commentators whose sole job is to be audio, uh, dressed up in different clothes for our visual entertainment, which made a huge difference to the show. Um, they did give us some highlights, very quick highlights of matches that had happened, which is great. Although I did think the Edge one was quite interesting. It was almost like a reminder that Edge is still alive and he does exist. But commentators haven't mentioned him, so I don't know. Has he, I'm trying not to say, fallen off anything. Didn't really think too much of the throwback SmackDown because it made absolutely no difference because all the matches were pretty present and in no way throwback. Um, There was one interesting claim by one of the commentators that SmackDown is the second longest running episodic television show in history, Um, which I find a little bit, Difficult. So if if it's running live and in history, then it's the one currently running. Because once you start, I mean, I suppose everything, once you stop, you'd come in history. So it's just a very weird thing. I don't know how you could be li- running live, like currently running, and still be the biggest one in history. If it's just, I feel that you, you, you'd, you'd be one. Once you stop, maybe there's one other in history that isn't running hence why it's in history something that bothered me and as well but hence who cares the the commentators were still dressed in different outfits that was always good so as with every smackdown or every wrestling show in fact we kick off with somebody coming over the microphone to absolutely give it all now we didn't do last week and um it was a sad sad moment last week when db daniel bryan it was an incredible match, actually, between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. And Daniel Bryan, unfortunately, got defeated. And then some with a few steel chairs. Roman Reigns does um, does undoubtedly love chairs. He can sit on them. He can break people's arms with them. He can smash people's heads with them. He'll sit on some more. He'll swivel on them. He'll roll down the... He just... Roman Reigns loves a chair. Every episode, there's a chair involved. Whether, whether he's sitting on it or using it, doesn't matter. Roman Reigns loves a chair. And what was I saying? Daniel Bryan... It just reminded me of Dan Bryan just cutting an amazing promo last week. It was fantastic. And it's going to be a big loss when he, well, now he has gone. But where has he gone? Has he gone to Raw? Has he gone, where's he gone? Has he gone to Japan? Or has he gone to hug a tree? As um, Roman Reigns suggested that he should do last week, I think it was Saturday after SmackDown, where a very, 
and this always bugs me when Roman Reigns was on a was on a running machine. Uh, I mean, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns looks great when he is wrestling and you know work, working out anyway. But Roman Reigns was not breaking sweat on that running machine. So come on, Roman. I don't know who you're trying to kid, and nobody looks that. And Roman Reigns looks good, but nobody looks that good on a running machine. But he was saying, you know, he delivered as he always does. Um, got Danny Bryan out, and it was quite cool actually. I thought he was there, like you know, he did him a favor because Danny Bryan has been talking about leaving WWE how it's all too much the stress and you know, the workload and how actually you know you need to change the scenery and such which I don't think anybody had any qualms with and so um, Roman Reigns was saying hey look done you the favour I pinned you oh no he didn't I made you pass out I then put your arm in a chair I stomped on that chair for a little bit and then put your head in a chair I whacked another chair on top of that so hey I've done you a favour you know you've left WWE now so that was nice of him um, and he also suggested he goes and hugs some trees, which <laughs> I did find quite funny. Hey, look, um, I love Daniel Bryan. I love his in-ring stuff, and I love what he's, I love what he stands for outside the ring with his conservation um, efforts. And you know, if you've noticed on his boots, he's always got um, some tree stalks and such. So you know, all all um, all props to Daniel Bryan for that. But I thought it was, I think it was quite funny um, what uh, Roman Reigns does, and continuing that humor. Actually, they um Romans came out. Yeah, Romans came out looking fantastic. Jay Uso, I mean, just what's this guy about? He's got um right hand man on his on his shirt, which um there's always that line of um what is it, the, the line of Game of Thrones. It's the throne that the R sits on, it's the right hand that wipes it. And then I just don't know why anyone would want to be so proud to be the right hand man. I've never seen one so excited to be somebody to be to be like second fiddle to somebody it's incredible it's just amazing and then just have it blazed on your t-shirt i guarantee nobody's bought that t-shirt i to be honest i bet you if i went on wwe uh, shop now it wouldn't be on sale because nobody's going to buy a t-shirt saying right hand man like literally unless you're on a stag do nobody's buying that t-shirt paul Heyman does it and not gonna lie that's funny that's funny roman reigns cracks a smile you're never too sure are you whether it's there like if you're actually getting the giggles genuinely or what but it's funny and then who pops up? Oh my God, it's Jimmy Uso. So you've got Jay and Jimmy. And yes, they're as annoying as they sound. So if you thought Jimmy Uso, now which one was it? Jay Uso is the one originally. He's the right-hand man. Jimmy Uso turns up and it's just louder, more brash than Jay Uso. And it's like, mate, do we need this again? So they they do look identical. That probably is because they're identical twins. And they also look like the most annoying family in the world. So come around, big hugs. Less of a big hook for Rome, you know, a bit more of a fist pump, you know, it's COVID, got to respect the rules. And then Cesaro turns up, he says a few things. Seth turns up, I think I was in the right order, beats Cesaro, and then Teddy Long. I mean, this was just odd. I suppose, you know, it's throwback SmackDown, so you're going to bring Teddy Long out, and he... It was quite spectacular what he did. He just stood there, rattled through his lines as if he was on about a 90-second timer that always out before I had to go back go back in and sit down, which the power invested in me. And what did he say? He said, if Cesaro beats Seth, Cesaro gets to fight Roman, which I thought was already happening, was it? I don't know. So Ted Long turns up, looks... A sp- scared it's just scared as if someone's going to say boot him at any point does his quick speech he has to i wouldn't even say run he has to toddle back and and then next thing you know we're in a fight we're in the headlight we're in the headline fight between seth rollins 
and Cesaro. So boom, you know it's good. It's Seth Rollins. It's Cesaro. It's pretty, pretty good. It's a headline fight at the start of it. Didn't realize it worked like that. And it works. I mean, as I say, it's because Cesaro and Seth. It's not WrestleMania standards, but that was, I mean, that's no shame. That was a pretty high bar to meet to, to meet. And they keep going. So as they keep going, I'm sure everyone else does. You get a little bit distracted by the TV screens in the background. Quite a mix. Personal highlight was the kid who appeared to be dressed up as Ronald McDonald. So that got me attention for quite a while. Um, but I still managed to get clocked back on the fight for the bizarre ending where, how did it go? Jeez, the Seth Rollins shouts, I'm not you, I'm not Roman Reigns, I'm not Roman Reigns. So to Jey Uso and Jey Uso oh, and then he pushes Jey Uso and then and Jey Uso's just there like oh no and then Jimmy doesn't know what to do so he kind of hovers around and then they up and they push him and the next thing you know Jimmy just super kicks him and then does Seth and then somebody jumps out takes them both out and but then Jey Uso is actually all right because he's only been pushed to the floor so he's just kind of sat on his backside just doing nothing but when where Jimmy's actually legitimately, like, you know, legitimately do it to be terms. You know what I mean? Like, kind of knocked out cold. So Jim, so Jay's just kind of there, just sat on his backside. But it's all pretty lame. But then, as a result, Cesaro wins. And so then we get Roman Reigns versus Cesaro, which we all wanted, even though we know Cesaro's going to lose. And it's pretty good seeing Seth Rollins back, on, back up there, top tier, and a possible feud with Roman Reigns. I think them two are going to be great. So yeah, Jimmy and Jimmy and Jay, it's just annoying. Uh, Cesaro versus Roman, and hopefully more Seth. Sounds all right to me. So there goes some backstage thing. Teddy Long, so he's able to get back up and do some more on the mic. It's just as bad as before. They try and make some jokes about Teddy actually losing it when he says Sami Zayn comes in, and they try and, and Jimmy's like, Timmy's like, like, oh, I'll give you a fight with the Undertaker. It's like that's that's not really funny. Like you are genuinely really old, and this is quite sad watching you do this. So can we stop this? And um, and then they do some dance, but then Sammy doesn't get to his dance, and it's just just all cringe. The whole thing is just all cringe. And thankfully, that's the last we see of Timmy because that was just um just ridiculous. Moving on, what do we get next? Kamel versus Ruby Riot is I feel a bit sorry for the pair of them actually because I just didn't really see the point of the fight. Um they by the time they got started, it was over. It felt like the match was five minutes. I don't really it was Carmella won and it was her finishing move, which looked pretty good, which I've not seen actually, because I think she just constantly just plays heel and she had Reginald or she just loses. So that was pretty good. And I suppose if she wins now, well she's won then that will mean something, you think. It just felt like a really odd fight. I just didn't really get what the point was. The right squad needs to be put into a tag team. They need to get hold of that. So I don't know what Ruby Wright's doing. It's a singles you know, in a singles fight. Kamala's got a new costume. She's obviously wearing Nike, Nike Air Max. I'm not Nike Air Max. A lot of Air Force Ones, to be honest. Um, but And that was mentioned in the commentary, so that's obviously some kind of um, some shoo-in. But yeah, this is just a waste of match. And I don't think anyone really came out great from it. And I don't think that was necessary either of their faults. So moving on, we've got another waste of time. Blayley slags off Bianca Belair. She comes on. She bigs up all the women's champions. It's great. Then she slags off Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair comes on, says, I'm going to kick your ass. And that's what she does for a bit. Um, but what was pretty good, actually, was Bianca Belair is actually coming on to, you know, 
one on one with Bailey last week. It was part of a three six man tag, and it was like the new champion is mon- um, it's quite monumental. You know the, the the WrestleMania that you had for so many reasons that we've already spoken about. Uh, a shared opinion that the your fight was the best of the whole WrestleMania weekend, and then you all start, and then all of a sudden we got reminded you've got a husband. It's just like what's his face Montel from the Street Profits. It's it's. It's like, come on, it's Bianca Belair, you know, the EST, you know, let's do it on your own. So that was quite good, but it was all just a bit, it was, Bailey's great and Bianca's obviously great. So, you know, that's two top stars that will, um, that will make, they'll make it work. There, um, it'd be nice to see some Sasha Banks, but I don't know, maybe she's on holiday with the edge. So it finishes off with, uh, Bianca laying it down on Bailey and then Bailey going going at Bianca. She manages to get the earring, one earring, which isn't actually there. So it's just just her holding on to her ear. Like the earring had already come off. It's obviously a clip. And then she stands on her hair and manages to beat her. So yeah, it works just about. And you know it's gonna be a half decent fight. And fingers crossed that Bailey and Bianca get. I mean, it's good to get Bailey back and we need Bianca on top. Cut to the back scene. What's happening? It's them two again. Jammy and Jimmy, Jammy and Jay, Jay and Jimmy, Uso, just shouting at each other, just shouting. They just like none of them can just say like neither of them can just like talk to each other at a normal voice level. Shouting something about being Roman's bitch, something about um, you know standing up for himself and all that, and you know just once again Jay Uso just looking like a lost lamb. You know just just doesn't. Doesn't know where to where to turn. There's that um, what's that scene in Anchorman where it's Ron Burgundy and the rest of the crew and Steve Carell's character just um, just can't just can't work out which, who who to go to. And I think that's just Jey Uso really at the minute. But yeah, lots of shouting from the pair of them, and I can't even tell you what they said. It was just too much shouting. Cut to the Mysterios. That's what they're getting called now by me. Who I don't know if you've heard, but they're aiming to be the first father son tag team champions. Yes, we know. This has been going on since Royal Rumble. You've mentioned this every single time, and they lose every single time. We don't need to keep bringing this up. Anyway, they were, they're in. Um, Dominic Mysterio wings with a roll-up, and Dolph Ziggler is selling the world. I mean, I, I keep defending Dolph Ziggler. I think he's great. He can just make anyone look good. I may be the only one, but that, that's me. They're going to be facing each other in the tag team in WrestleMania Backlash. And remember... The Mysterios are hoping to be the first father and son tag team champions. Don't know if it's ever been mentioned before. Cut to Roman Reigns and Paul Paul Heyman. Very funny. Bring me my cousin. And Paul Heyman's like, which one? I, I don't know. That tickled me. Very funny. And then we've got, after that, Tamina versus Reginald, which I'm not even going to talk about. It's just, it was a repeat. Sasha versus Reginald. The whole thing's a waste of time. Anything with those four and five is a waste of time at the minute. It needs to stop. Boom. And then we go to the most ridiculous match of the night, which I didn't think was going to work. And it was just hilarious. We've got Apollo Crews, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Chad Gable and Otis against Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinisuke Nakamura and the Street Profits. This was hilarious and absolute bonkers and the highlight of the night for me. The Apollo Crews did the mic talk for his team. I might need to do a whole separate podcast of what this Apollo Crews thing is going on with his general, uh, his Polish general, by the way, and the rest of it with the uniform, the accents, the drum fights. It's, I don't know why nobody nobody else is calling this out right now. I, 
I'm not too sure if I want Polycruz to be fully in control of all these choices right now because if they are, they're very stupid choices. But at least those are his choices. I pray that they're not WWE's choices because that would just that it would it would just be horrific. So, a more positive note. They're doing the talk. I think it's it would be one it it'd be one of the street profits doing the talk. Um and because it's KO's birthday, I Kevin Owens seems to be genuinely laughing at this. This is just all hilarious. It looks like they look like the Ghostbusters or something. The fact that Nakamura's back is just I mean, it's beautiful for me. And this match is bonkers, it's crazy. They're all just going at it. They're just they're just showcasing Kevin Owens. Um he was just doing his thing. What <laughs> once again? He was just outside the ring, just laying it on. The man can't do anything. The man has to do something out the ring, doesn't he? You just—I've never seen someone try so hard to just be out of the ring. But he goes something else, which is pretty cool. There was some kind of like there was a good little segment with Nakamura and Sami Zayn, which was pretty sweet, and maybe hinting at them going back to NXT days and such with um with them. I don't know. It just, I don't know. But the other things that didn't make sense with it, uh, Corbin got the pin over Nakamura, which was like, what's that achieved? Maybe that was the point. So like nothing actually moved on. Like Corbin, I mean, last last time I saw him, Corbin on SmackDown, last time I saw him was on Raw, trying to take on Drew McIntyre. But there's some stuff to work there and I hope that Sami Zayn and Nakamura could do it. Um, and I think that's it. Oh no, Roman Reigns comes out. He tells Jimmy to step in line or go home. Jimmy's there like, nah, to be honest, you know, this is my brother, you know, I'm not, I don't step up to you and all that. Um, so Jimmy shouts a little bit. Jay looks a bit lost again. Jay shouts a bit more. Roman just look, look, looks that. And Cesaro comes in and he just comes in to kick some tribal ass. Luckily, he, he sucker punches Roman and then Jimmy and Jay still don't know what to do. So that gives time for Cesaro to lay it onto Roman. Then Jay's like, oh no, actually, I need to stick up for Roman. So he runs in and then he gets his ass kicked. And luckily during that time, Jimmy doesn't know what to do either. So Jimmy's there like, oh no, you know, I don't want to stick up for Roman, but you know, that's my brother Jay and all that. So he shouts some more. Then he comes in, which is enough time then for Cesaro to kick his ass. So Cesaro kicks all three batters all three of them but does it one by one um it was nice it was good it's good little segment there's something now brewing with jimmy and jay and all that uh but which i like the storyline i just don't like the pair of them shouting at each other all the time um and cesaro looking pretty strong loves to take a shirt off loves to unbutton that shirt doesn't he like that's that's like um it's like i don't know what would you, what could you say it's like the ceo of paul kogan or something just the way like you know just unbutton his shirts. I mean, he's looking strong. He's obviously going to get beat by Roman Reigns, but it was pretty good. Usually, get SmackDown before pay per view. Although I don't know, we're going to have a SmackDown next Friday, and then what? WrestleMania Backlash is Sunday after. Who knows? They're usually pretty naff. Like God, it was just treading water, wasn't it, before WrestleMania? But this was pretty good. Really enjoyed the ten man throwback SmackDown. Could never come back again. And we've got stuff set up, and we got to see Nakamura. Right. So that was Whirlwind layeth the pod down of Friday Night Smackdown on the 7th of May. So thank you for listening, as always. Um, and we'll, we'll be getting back on this and putting it back on more and more. Let's see what happens next Friday. Let's see what happens on WrestleMania Backlash. And let's see if we get another podcast out. All right. Thank you for listening to Layer the Pod Down and take care.